Are you Tony's stank? Hello and welcome back to Delivery for Stone, Delivery for Tony Stank, an MCU podcast where we discuss, preview, review, and uh, and talk about everything MCU. So thank you so much for for being here. I really appreciate it. Um, wow, <laughs> this latest episode is an absolute banger. Um, we'll get into the episode in a bit more detail, but I just want to say again, thank you so much for the support. Obviously, people that signed up for the Kofi um the first draw was done for the the pop uh, for the captain carter pop and it was won by our very own todorov 28 um so he will be getting that in the post very soon we are going to have another draw um so the next draw is for um our lovely gamora pop uh, again it's also a what if uh, so it's what if uh gamora from the um the second episode of what if if you do want to be in for the draw which will happen at the end of the month um just sign up the Kofi for as little as two pound a month uh you'll support the channel and you will be put straight into the draw there's no there's no catch absolutely no catch um the draw is done at random at the end of the month so um please feel free to to join okay let's get started so what i'm going to start doing is kind of talking about the episodes um before we get into the sort of uh, scene for scene breakdown of the of the episode basically so this episode was about um what if ultron won um what if ultron was able to complete his um his work that he tried to do in, in avengers age of ultron uh now this episode for me is the best one yet this is what it's all been building towards the way that I'm seeing this, because this is obviously the second last episode, there's then going to be another episode, which is um, the finale. The way that I'm seeing this is that all the episodes that have come beforehand are like, it's basically like phase one. So you've got all the episodes beforehand that are giving us the, um, the buy-in to each of the characters and each of their stories uh, and little Easter eggs that kind of, you know, point us all towards one direction with like the watcher and things like that and now this is the culmination so this is basically these two episodes are our avengers film if that makes sense the way that i see it um because it has all led to this and wow it was incredible absolutely incredible best episode of the series so far hands down um and i'm excited to see what happens in the last episode i don't know if i can top it if it does, then great. If not, then I, I, I completely understand. But what we'll do, we'll go, we'll get into it um, <clears throat> scene by scene now. Um, and yeah, after yes, after last week's uh, disappointment, this was exactly what I needed. This, this is giving me hope again. It's giving me hope again. Um, but so yes, it was incredible. Absolutely, absolutely incredible. Now, the intro, as we spoke about before, the intro kind of sometimes gives away things. It didn't this time. It didn't give away anything. Um, it, it did kind of throw me a little bit because uh, one of the names that was shown was Ross Marquand, um, who, if you're aware, he, he actually took over the role of Red Skull um, after 
uh, Hugo Weaving decided not to be in it anymore. So he was so Ross Marquand, he was Red Skull in uh, Infinity War in on Vormir. So I thought it was going to be a Red Skull um, appearance. I don't know if we're gonna, I didn't know if we're going to see Vormir or, or or something like that. But uh, but no. So Ross Marquand here, he actually did the voice of Ultron. So it wasn't uh, James Spader. Um, he did do the voice of well Ultron. So Visual. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I just call him Ultron or if I should call him Visual Tron. Visual Tron. Visual Tron. Altin. <laughs> anyway, Ultravision. 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 Ultra. Ultra. Ultravision. Right. We're going Ultravision. Um, he did the voice of Ultravision. Um, so this Ultravision is the one that we obviously saw at the end of the last episode. The with all this Infinity Stones in his in his army. Uh, but we do start off the episode, um, with another kind of Watcher monologue. Um, where he talks about the uh, the story that's actually broken his heart. Um, he said that we've seen we've seen this before a universe in the final days of destruction. Um, but this particular story broke his heart. Now, obviously, we do find out later that it's because of well, it, more than um, more than uh, metaphorically breaks his heart. Actually, pretty much literally uh the, the the watcher we see here as well he's um again a lot more reserved he's actually further back so each episode we've seen him come further and further further towards us and we've seen more and more human aspects of him um but this time he's right back to pretty much where he was at the start of the the series he's he's like an ethereal um figure uh illuminated by like your the stars and and just his eyes basically um, but we come down and we see uh, what we suspect is New York City desolate. Um, buildings are, are are broken and and um and toppled over. And a motorbike uh fires past with a really I love the way they did this again. Again, we've spoke about the lighting and and, and stuff of 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 what if, but the way that they have the red brake light um kind of kind of holding the light is almost holding this as Black Widow um fires past um it one of the things that uh i like the way that new rock star spoke about it they said it's almost like putting blood in the water for the the sharks or the sentries um to to chase after because obviously they'll lead them into a trap um so yeah so so uh black widow on her motorbike uh leads this uh this gaggle of sentries uh, ultron sentries uh towards Mr. Hawkeye with his with his metallic arm. Um again this is Jeremy Jeremy Renner at his back. So Lake Bell reprised her role as as um as Black Widow. She voiced her in the 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 Who Done It episode. She voiced Scarlet um I keep saying Scarlet but Black Widow. Natasha. Um so so basically all we have left is, is Natasha and Mr. Mr. Hawkeye. Jeremy Renner. Uh, excellent scene here with the sentries coming from obviously behind um, Natasha and one's flying from behind sort of the uh, some of the buildings but Hawkeye is able to uh, dispatch them relatively easy uh, until um, until Natasha is is uh, taken off her bike by the sentries 
essentially fly an arc. Um, again, it, it's so well done. It looks almost like, um, almost anime-like, uh, which I which I love. It looks almost anime-like, the, the way that it's kind of set out. Um, but yeah, loved the scene. Thought it was, that it was such a great, such a strong start to an episode. Um, the sentries land on a, a rooftop where, where Hawkeye was, but he's actually shrouded in like an invisibility cloak. So it is actually the same sort of material that, um, that like Natasha's used uh, in Captain America Winter Soldier with the, the, the sort of the different style face and things like that. It's been used a couple of times in different uh, in different films. Um, and yeah, Hawkeye dispatches of, of the sentries up on the, up on the rooftop. And uh, again, the... The, the sort of like tracking shot that it has um as he goes around and and, and kills him is, is phenomenal the, the fight scenes in what if have been even in the weaker episodes have been really really well done and and again a testament to the uh the creators i loved it absolutely loved it um black widow talks about how they've got 30 seconds left till the hive mind uh till they connect to the hive mind so um this is where i find out that that ultron is um essentially the hive for these sentries the and and this what i got from that was essentially that that if he uh if they connect to the hive mind to ultron he then obviously can tell where they are and, and, and who they're fighting essentially that, that that's what i kind of got from that um but yeah black widow and and uh clint managed to get rid of the sentries just in time um jeremy's or sorry <laughs> clint <laughs> um he's not the actor uh Clint's metal arm, like a, it looks like a sentry arm, is actually shot off by one of, one of the sentries as well, and they, and he's kind of tackled down from like a what ten story building, uh, into the snow below uh, by one of the sentries. But uh, Black Widow uses the the motorbike to to fly up and and um absolutely destroy them. Um, so Natasha gets over to to Clint who is on the ground and. Uh, there's a little kind of not a pun off actually because she doesn't actually say well she does say the pun but she doesn't say she means it um where she talks about uh well she she holds out his um his uh arm his metal arm that's that's been taken off his body and uh and clint actually says don't say it and she says what uh need a hand <laughs> so she says it without without saying it even though she says puns in our are her thing um <clears throat> But uh, yeah, again, the even though it's obviously not uh, Natasha, uh, sorry, it's not Scarlett Johansson, uh, I still think the relationship between Clint and Natasha is is um, is is really good. It, it, it's uh, it's carried on from from um, the movies that we know, and uh, and and still feels um, still feels real and and quite touching, um, even in this desolate wasteland that they're that they're now in. Um, Natasha is then told that uh, she says she says we're getting rusty, which again is a little pun. Um, says we're seconds away from the Ultron hive mind being uh, alerted to her location, and um, Clint asks where it is, and 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 uh, and Natasha says home, see home, and looks around. And it's actually in Moscow, so it's the it's the Kremlin um that that, that we see the um the kind of Disneyland looking uh 
is that a castle thing, I think it is? But I believe it's like a, um, I believe it's like a political, a political, uh, like, parliament place, I think. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, we then move up to Watcher, and, and he tells us that the end of the, end of the world began with one man's dream, and we get our, uh, our Tony Stark, um, our Tony Stark kind of musings from from age of ultron where he's in fact i think i believe it is actually a direct quote he says i see a suit of armor in, around the world um now this is obviously where in age of ultron him and bruce came together and created uh the the ai which was which was ultron and uh and, and wanted to use it as peace wanted to use it to um curtail any sort of like uprisings and and wanted to basically have um yeah peace worldwide obviously ultron then um became more self-aware wasn't he i obviously learned more and, and learned that or what ultron found was that the only way for actual peace was to essentially um destroy human humankind um so tony obviously then created uh ultron um the Watcher talks about how Ultron only saw one path to peace, the elimination of, of all life. Um, as I say, the Ult uh, Ultron isn't um, played by James Spader here. It's Ross Marquand. But he sounds really, really like um, James Spader's Ultron, which is which is good. It, it's not as jarring. You don't, you don't feel there's like a disconnect between the Ultron that we know from the movies and the Ultron that we now see, um, that we now see here. Um... So the one difference that we get from our Age of Ultron to the Age of Ultron, or sorry, to the Ultron that we see here now, is that the um, instead of the scientists stopping the um, stopping the creation of Vision's body, um, or what we know as Vision, um, Ultron actually managed to go through with it and put his AI into the vision body with the mind stone obviously uh on head as well uh and this led to our ultra vision that we now see here um now uh the watcher tells us that with in infinite power of the mind stone ultron began to lay waste the planet obviously again with his uh his end goal was to literally eliminate all life um and with having the mind stone he was obviously then able to do it a lot easier or at least um do it full stop uh natasha and clint are in the the quinjet and they actually fly up to to try and take out the satellite um uplink uh to stop the hive mind and stuff being uh being able to to link up with with ultron or sorry ultra vision um and we see what's happening down below now it's it's insane to think this but basically you see the the it looks kind of like um it was tony's vision that he had when scarlet witch um uh in age of ultron gave him like a, a future look so we see that the 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 shield of captain america all cracked up um mjolnir is just uh lying there as is thor's lifeless body uh hulk's lifeless body in the background and tony with his um his face mask has been like it looks like it's been ripped off um it's it's kind of uh not there in his face anymore but he's still in his iron man suit 
and he's able to cool himself up a little bit and 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 essentially say to to ultra vision you don't have to do this and then we see for what is it the fourth the fourth or fifth time um mr tony stark die and what if so it's almost like tony stark needs to die no matter what um no matter what happens tony stark needs to die so he dies every pretty much every episode in what if uh whether it's zombies whether it's killmonger uh whether it's the um the whodunit episode this episode um i think i think that might be it um because he obviously wasn't in the star lord one or the captain carter one which would give us seven i feel like i'm missing one but anyway anyway he's getting killed <laughs> he's getting killed again this time by uh by ultra vision so it's almost like tony Stark needs to die obviously uh if you've not seen it yet and and well, I, give a, I don't know if I'll give a spoiler warning for the actual MCU because if you've not seen it yet or you don't know what happened, then I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. But yeah, he obviously died then. He died in Endgame um, after having the, the Infinity Stones. So it's almost like it needs to happen. Tony Stark needs to die for, for, things, to, for, for things to progress, for, for pe- things to go forward. Um, it's almost like a Nexus event or an absolute point i keep getting mixed up with the next events and absolute points but it's almost like in every single timeline every single universe it has to happen um even in the because again with mcu even in the one timeline that um that they won he still had to die um we get to see uh ultra vision and the voice of ultron coming out of um the body of vision which is which is quite a strange sight but as i say it's uh it, it's because the, the eyes of vision this time the eyes of ultra vision are red as opposed to the blue that he is in the uh in the in the films it's it's uh easy to to kind of see him as, as a villain anyway um and yeah with absolute no 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 uncertainty uh ultra vision manages to kill tony and they're actually in the place um i believe it was in so in age of ultron when tony is in switzerland it's called the nexus uh nexus center or something like that um and and this is where he then manages to change um it, he puts out a massive energy blast and that changes all the servers and stuff to like a red color like he's in control of them and what that then does is actually sets off the uh nuclear missiles throughout the world um we see general ross looking at the at the map of all the the, the nuclear bombs or the nuclear missiles that have been uh sent and he's in absolute terror just says code red uh and then we're left with with natasha and, and clint in the the avengers um i think is it is it, is it the quinjet or is it the quad jet it's one of them um and and, and natasha says we're, we're too late he did it while the nuclear missiles come flying down uh past them and, and hawk elements for his his wife laura um and then we see the the massive ton of explosions that happens all over the earth it's it's really like um it it so this reminded me of like your your terminator 2 um sequence of when the when the nuclear 
bombs and stuff go off now terminator or terminator itself is actually referenced later on but we'll get to that um but i do like that they've taken that as a bit of an influence uh we then move to uh to ultra vision at avengers tower uh and, and he sighs obviously desolate wasteland around him and 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 says peace at last peace and this is when the watch then tells us the age of ultron was only just beginning now this part like i was totally taken aback by it so behind ultra vision a portal opens and out comes thanos uh the thanos that we obviously know he's uh done a lot of his work already he's got four of uh, five of the six stones actually sorry um literally the only stone he needs now is the mind stone which is obviously in vision's head uh we see the gauntlet that he, that he holds uh Vision looks at the gauntlet and says, fascinating. Now, this is where I was expecting like a, a, a big battle, uh, a fight between two almost immovable objects. Um, the uh, the sort of all-powerful mad titan Thanos and uh, and obviously the, the AI um, Ultravision that, that, that has been learning and, and, and has just literally wiped out the whole planet. But all that, all that happens... All that happens is <laughs> there's a, a ray of like energy, a blast from the Mind Stone that Vision does from the bottom up to Thanos. Thanos's face is an absolute picture. His eyes widen, his face just um, dro almost droops and he literally splits in half. He literally falls uh splits in half falls as, as like a almost like a pack of cards basically it's it's harrowing it is actually almost horrific to see i was mouth my mouth was like my eyes were wide my mouth my jaw dropped uh when i saw that like it just shows the the pure uh single-mindedness of uh of ultra ultra vision uh the efficiency as well um it's not like a ultra vision isn't like a um a human or doesn't have any other feelings rather than just that now i've spoken before about how thanos was very single-minded in what he wanted to do um and i've spoken before about how like uh t'challa was able to change his mind so that you know this was in the second episode so that that showed us that that um that Thanos wasn't uh, irredeemable. He wasn't, uh, it wasn't an irreversible thing. He did have that sort of emotion in him that meant that he, his mind could be changed. So I, I feel that's where um, his weakness was. Uh, with Ultra Vision, it was just straight up news that I would do, boom. Thanos obviously arrived, was potentially going to do like a monologue, was potentially looking at the desolate wasteland and seeing what was happening, was potentially going to say something, um, as opposed to Ultravision's uh, efficient, no questions asked, whoop, uh, and, and, and kills him. It's It was astonishing, absolutely astonishing, and I was blown away by that. That's when we knew we were in for something completely different. So as it started off, it started off as like a, as like a what if story. But I feel like this is the turning point where we were like, wow, this is going to go in a completely different direction than we expected. Uh, one of the things I thought weird as well was the fact that inside Thanos was just like smooth. Uh, I know obviously they can't show, <laughs> they can't show like guts and blood and stuff, but it just, it, that part was a little bit jarring for me. Um, 
but I, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it's one of those where you can you can forgive the continuity a little bit um, for, for what's happening on screen. Uh, Ultravision easily uh, dismantles the Infinity Gauntlet and um, takes the the rest of the Infinity Stones into his uh, into his body. It was like a, a suit of armor that he kind of has. Essentially, it's almost like it's almost like his original Ultron um, vibranium outside uh, form on top of on top of a like visions form essentially um but yeah the 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 infinity stones uh come across four across his chest one like in the center and then obviously he's got the mind stones in his head we get a a, a view of of ultravision's eyes and they're instead of just the pupils uh glowing red the whole eyes have gone red and he says that he sees everything um world world beyond my own um and this <laughs> worlds that need me and this is where his little hat drops or his little helmet drops down there's like uh there's like slits of eyes and this is this is like where it all went it all added together so obviously this is the party thor episode the last episode this is the the form that we saw drawn in um so this is when this is when you when you know that it's uh it's him it's he's been able to traverse uh like universes uh because literally the the thor that is in this universe was part of the avengers and and i just say was killed in that um in that battle with with ultron or vision ultra vision sorry um at the nexus place that, that tony stark was then eventually killed um so he's literally traversing universes like absolutely shook um he manages to uh well yeah he he basically creates or reverse it, it, it's like a all the all the infinity stones are being used at this time so i don't know whether it's reversing uh the impact on the sentries but he basically creates a whole army again of sentries that he controls because they're all they're all red their eyes are all red and stuff like that um and he floats up and has a a cape and like a big old like it looks like it's like a double-edged like a drill basically but it's not um so yeah so they they all uh they all go into some sort of like it's almost like a spaceship that ultron has uh his sentries and stuff it's like a big old big old sphere that they get into and and then we're treated to um a view of asgard uh the spaceship orb sphere thing that they're in uh is right above the uh the the main sort of part of asgard and we see like a blast uh from from ultron's like drill it's it's like a purple blast from his like double-sided drill and it just destroys asgard very much like how surter did in ragnarok um and if he can do that with like one one blast uh what else can he do well, we get to see so um this sphere thing shows up at the sovereign and we see the gardens of galaxy are fighting there this is obviously where the um the purely gold yellow uh ladies are and where um they fought the the big beasting the tentacles at start of guardians uh volume two uh and and quickly the guardians are, are, are overrun obviously then we assume the sovereign 
is destroyed. It then moves to Sakaar. We see Korg and some of the gladiators fighting in the uh, the Grandmaster's arena, but the sentries are just too much from the handle. The Grandmaster is actually seen, uh, but there's a massive explosion that obviously destroys um, Sakaar. And then, even more crazy, the planet Ego um, we see, which is obviously Peter Quill's dad. Um, we see the sentries come in and... Uh, we see Ego's face and again his eyes widen very much like Thanos did when, when Thanos was was literally killed um by our, our ultra vision. And, and and Ego the planet even explodes as well. Um we then move across to Xandar, which is obviously where the um where the Nova Core are and where in Garden of the Galaxy Volume One they um they found the, the um one of the stones. Uh and again, the sentries are, are floated down. Uh, Ultra Vision is a way to is a way to literally do the same thing he did to um, Asgard, but he's taken out by a uh, um, a blast of energy. This turns out to be Captain Marvel. Now I was talking about obviously Terminator Two or Terminator um, before being uh, referenced. Captain Marvel references uh, Terminator here. She says, "Listen, Skynet, I've seen the Killer Rock movie, uh, and uh, I gotta say, I really don't think it needs a sequel now." It did. It did need a sequel. So if <clears throat> the way that I see that obviously is Captain Marvel's only aware of Terminator 1 uh, or The Terminator, which is 1984 or 5 or 83, early 80s. Um, but obviously there was a, a sequel, Terminator 2 Judgment Day in 91. Um, so she's either not aware, she should be because she came back to Earth in 1995 and actually landed in a blockbuster again. You rock stars is where I saw all this information. Um, so we'd hope that she would know it. And if she doesn't know it, then she should certainly, um, in the minutes she's got between dying and, and stuff, she should have should have really watched it because it's a fantastic film. Um, anyway, there's a, a little battle between Captain Marvel and Ultron. They go flying. They go. She basically uh, drills him right through the, uh, the center of, of Xandar. And um, her eyes, she, obviously all her powers is being used. We've spoken about in the last episode where um, Captain Marvel is actually holding back in a lot of stuff she does because um, if she doesn't hold back, then we're essentially destroying worlds and stuff. Now here, the way that I see it, the fact that they've gone down to the, the actual core of the planet and there's a massive explosion, the way I see it is she's not holding back here which makes it even more insane that Ultron is basically just taking these punches. Captain Marvel tries to, uh, is holding on to his face and trying to essentially like burn it up, basically. Uh, but Ultron is able to um, to actually s escape from it. He, he even says there, you have spirit. Um, grabs her hands, literally rips them off his face. And then blasts her with with the might of the Infinity Stones, and and we see Xandar explode. Like, oh. it's insane! It's actually insane. So Captain Marvel, um, and and Kevin Feige's talked talked about this multiple times. Uh, that Captain Marvel is is the strongest, um, one of the strongest beings in in the whole MCU. Um. And and Ultra Vision was literally literally able to just rip her hands off 
off of him and took all her all her power uh, and still came out the victor. Wow. So we then see Ultron uh, standing, sorry, Ultravision, standing alone on a, a rock in, in space. Um, and as he says, it is done. Uh, and his wee helmet disappears and he just looks off into into nothing. Um, and there's, there's, he's obviously done. He's, he's, he's destroyed every planet. He's destroyed every life form. And he closes his eyes and, and, um, so what he says, uh, he just says, at last. He just puts his, closes his eyes, puts his head down and says, at last. Now, as I, as I said before, I watch New Rockstars and I watched this episode a few times. One of the really interesting things that New Rockstars brought up is that the Watcher is now going to interfere without meaning to interfere. Because he starts talking about how the realization, the watch starts talking behind Ultravision's shoulder about how the realization that they broke the machine with the mission complete. Ultron was now to program without a purpose. The victor without a war sentenced to spend all of eternity um, alone. Ultravision hears that, turns around and says, Who said that? Um, the watcher continues basking in the boundless. Uh, Sorry, the watcher continues with um, basking in the boundless silence of his universe. Ultron ascended to a previously unattainable level of consciousness. And Ultron turns around. Uh, the watcher says he became aware of another. He became aware of the... And then there's obviously... A, we see... So Ultravision turns around... We get a shot of uh, the Watcher's face as he as he says this, and he realizes that Ultravision has now become aware of him. And Ultravision says, "I see you." Uh, and Ultravision flies towards the Watcher and says that the universe is beyond my own. Um, and oh my god, like, oh my god. Here we go. Here we go. This is this is breaking multiverses from a character that isn't uh our watcher who's watching over the things. Um Watcher tries to swipe clean the uh the kind of like prismy it's almost like a, a one-way mirror, basically, but it's like kind of kind of shardy and prismy kind of thing that, that obviously uh kind of ref not references, but it's it's kind of uh in place of like a um showing the multi multiverse multi dimension and stuff and this is the first time we see the watcher like scared like genuinely scared and and um and i know i would be too <laughs> um the watcher talks about how he's seen everything that's ever happened ever will happen but what the hell is this He's completely um, baffled by what is what is happening um, now, and we get a look at all the different multiverses. We get a look at it's it's a big corridor again. The the the, the glass uh, goes up for essentially infinity, I suppose, and you see the, the the kind of shards on each side of the um, the glass. Um, 
Ultron Ultron says that he will he will find him. Uh and and the watcher kind of uh talks about how he's not as, as invincible as he thinks, there's still hope for this universe. And we get put back down to reality, we get put back down to the uh get put back down to the earth um that we saw at the start of, of this, uh where we have Natasha and and Clint. And like at this point, I am confused. I do not know what's going to be happening here because we've we've never been this this far down the rabbit hole in terms of multiverse before. Um, certainly, what if anyway? We've never actually been to a point where okay, sometimes the Watcher has been conversed with because obviously spoke conversed with um Doctor Strange, Strange Supreme, um. But this is the first time I've actually seen the Watcher literally scared. Now, the thing about the Watcher intervening without meaning to intervene. Um, as New Rockstar said, if the Watcher doesn't talk, literally probably we're, we're, we're saying like maybe a couple seconds. If the Watcher doesn't talk, um, does Ultron then uh, self-destruct? Does Ultron then shut down? Does Ultron just... Uh, destroy himself and the infinity stones uh because his work is done he's not going to obviously sit around in a um in a, a vacuum a vast void of nothing but because the watcher starts speaking and because ultron is able to hear and see him uh that is how ultravision then knows that there is there's different universes different multiverses that um he can impact or that he can uh destroy uh need his help essentially um it's wild it's absolutely wild to think that you know if if literally if the watcher who says he he's seen and, and watched everything um obviously hasn't seen this but if all he had to do was just not say words and then potentially would be fine it's crazy it is actually crazy to think that that is just what is um what has led to to a path of even more destruction um clint and natasha get into the kgb archives um and and clint makes a, a thing about um a reference to raiders of the lost ark so at the end of raiders of the lost ark if you're not aware it's uh the artifact is put in like a, a massive warehouse um where all the artif artifacts are held and the camera kind of pans up so we get a shot very similar to that so in the kgb archives uh where everything is is um like hard copies um natasha says that hard copies are harder to steal easier to destroy um but code is slippery and never dies uh now basically what they're doing now is they just need to find a way to uh find something to to destroy um ultra vision um Clint is also getting more frustrated as they go along, but uh, they get so far, they're they're pulling out boxes. Literally, there's thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of these boxes, and, and, and we get a little montage of them kind of looking through them. Um, and Clint almost gives up, or in fact, he does actually give up, um, saying he's got, like, no fighting him left. Uh, Natasha finds the Red Guardian shield, um, so this is the shield that we see in the Black Widow film from um, Alexi, who is Red Guardian. Um, Clint talks about how his, his will to live uh, thing is, is flattening and the Watcher is looking over them. So 
they obviously can't see or hear the watcher but he's looking over them and and is basically he's trying to work out if he should intervene because he can show them he can intervene um but they're so close they're literally you can see the the file looking for and it's arnim zola so obviously we're aware of who arnim zola is um he's in a, a constant battle between himself whether he should intervene he could save multiverse save many lives he doesn't want to do that he can hear ultron saying i'll find you and even then he's still unsure as to whether he should intervene um he's basically willing them on um without actually doing anything he's he's basically it's like when you're uh it's like when you're watching a movie it's when you're watching a horror movie and um and one of the one of the people says that they're gonna go in this door and you know the killer's by the door you're like no don't do it don't do it don't go in that door don't go in there uh that's what the watcher is like he's like look in there look in that file you're right next to it um and clint actually starts to pull out the box that the file's in um but then and puts it away uh he's just he's almost like like giving up um luckily though natasha decides to actually look in and uh look into the into the file and uh and and finds arnim zola arnim zola file so yes natasha and uh, clint are off to siberia to um find zola who is a man or was a man basically um, we also know who Arnim Zola is. He was the AI that was in. Um, well, he was obviously the the Doctor in uh, Captain America: First Avenger, um, but was the AI that that Steve and Natasha found in um, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Um, we go back to the uh, the Watcher in his little multiverse land, um, and he's kind of almost celebrating that they did it. They found it. There's still hope, but then all of a sudden, Ultra Vision blasts through the glass blasts through the multiverse glass and uh, and comes face to face with the watcher with the watcher we obviously this is just insane like i am at the point right now where like yeah i, I don't know what to say it's it's just incredible like ultravision comes through blasts uh an energy uh shot from his from his big old drill sword thing at the watcher and sends the watcher absolutely flying and basically he 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 ultra vision looks at the universes and and uh, and, and talks about how much there's so much chaos and it needs to be silenced the watcher looks up at uh ultra vision and says very similar thing that tony said um to him and it's you you don't have to do this basically um but ultra vision says this is purpose and then we get Ultravision flies straight at the Watcher and it moves over to Siberia. It's like total cock teasing us right now. Um, but it pays off. Do not worry. Do not worry. So we go to Siberia and uh, and Clint and, um, and Natasha have taken the uh, the the lift down to the, the sort of the, the pits of this um, Siberian research facility. Now, the facility is actually the same one from Civil War where... Um, Cap, Bucky, and Iron Man went to, and Iron Man then found out about Bucky killing uh, his parents, and there's the big battle and stuff. And then obviously Zemo was there, and and Black Panther was there and stuff as well. Um, we actually get into the same exact same hall where the Super Soldiers are held. Um, the Super Soldiers were, were were held, and where the ones that where Zemo killed them basically. Um, turn the computer and and, and Arnold Zola is is there. They have the the old kind of um chatting back and forth and uh and 
we find out that Clint's middle name is Francis. Um, yeah, they they then kind of have like a, a chat. It's, it's a lot of it's a lot of kind of um, uh, what's the word exposition about what they need to do and stuff, and 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 basically they're wanting to use Zola as an AI to turn off um Ultron, uh, to turn off Ultron's uh sort of um hive and stuff uh and 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 yeah that that's kind of the 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 plan basically um the yeah uh they, they finally get Zola to to um agree to agree to doing it and uh and the the whole plan is to get Ultron or what they think is also on and, and the sentries and stuff into this facility um and then infect him with this ai of um of zola and uh and destroy ultron from there essentially that's kind of the uh that's that's essentially the, the, their plan um hawkeye uses his little bluetooth usb um arrow and uploads zola into into an arrow um and so yeah, the plan is to is to get Zola into a sentry drone and uh, and make him part of the hive and uh, yeah and finish off Ultron from from inside basically. Um, that's it. That's 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 the plan. <clears throat> okay, so we're we're then met with uh, sentries who are are coming to the, the torch building, and uh, a whole group of them that crawl through the uh, the sort of like. The entry into into the into this um into this area where the like I say the super soldiers and stuff were where Zola's computer was and um an arrow fires out of the the darkness uh, and it's the USB arrow that we see uh uploads Zola into the into the sentry. Now Natasha uses uh Red Guardian Shield, the one that she found in the in Moscow. Uh, use it very skillfully, actually. To be fair, um, almost like she's a natural at it, and uh, and yeah, Clint and and Natasha are able to hold off sentries and and get this this one that has Zola been uploaded into into like a separate um part of the the area, and uh, and allows time for for Zola to be uploaded to to the sentry. They they shoot off the legs of of the sentry as well, um, just in case Zola tries anything funny, basically. Um and yeah, and 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 Zola uh does like a sentry blast kind of thing and they wait to see if it worked and unfortunately it doesn't. So they're still they're still blasting at the at the door. Um Zola says it's because uh Ultron the hive mind is out of range, as we know he's he's off world, so the sentries are still are still basically coming. So um Zola, Zola Bot, uh, Natasha and Clint make their way up the uh, up the silo, the the missile silo thing. This is actually again the same place where uh, Iron Man chased uh, Bucky and Cap up. You remember as a part where um, part of Iron Man's like armor gets pulled off and stuff, and he has to like go up with with just like one blaster and stuff. It's it's a really cool scene actually in Civil War. Um, Hawkeye uses 
different arrows to um, slow down and stop the sentries. Um, but the, the sentries are, are again able to power their way through and, and, and manage to get out of uh, anything that's that's kind of thrown their way, basically. Um, Hawkeye is on his way. He's, he starts to fall from the blast from the sentries and um, Natasha catches him and they have a heart-to-heart. -heart. And very similar to um, Endgame with the uh, with the, the Vormir situation where um, Natasha lets gets Clint to, to let her go. Clint makes himself fall towards the, the sentries. There, this is a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal shot here where we have um, Clint flying downwards, but it's actually more like a downward angle, um, the way the shot is set up. Um, so he, like the whole silo is kind of tilted and he's kind of coming down diagonally with, with heat, like bathed in, in yellow light as the the red eyes and the red shields of sentry come flying towards him while he's mid bow shot um it re it reminded me of the if you remember there's a shot in uh rag i think it's in rag it must be in ragnarok because it's the the valkyries fighting off uh hella uh are they fighting with hella there's a shot with the valkyries in hella um, and it looks very similar to this, but I believe it's the Valkyries like going up and hella coming down. Um, but yeah, again, the lighting of it, the the music, the score to it is just incredible. It, like that is like a wallpaper. Um, you could use that shot as like a as a wallpaper easily. Um, for like I mean for like a I mean for like a PC or like a phone. I don't mean for like on the walls of your house. You don't you don't necessarily. Well, you could if you want to. It's a picture. It's picturesque. There we go. There we go. Uh, but yeah, it's phenomenal. And obviously Clint then um, uses an arrow that um, that has a massive uh, explosion that obviously will kill him and, and and the sentries and stuff as well. Poor Clint. Rest in peace, Hawkeye. Until uh, until 24th November, mate. We'll see you then. So then we're left with uh, with Natasha and Zola Bot, who are basically the, the two things that are left on this earth. Um, Natasha asked Zola how... He wasn't able to upload to the hive mind, and uh, Zola actually uh, explains that they're linked for interstellar communication, but um, it appears that Ultron or Ultravision is not in is not within the observable universe. We obviously know that he's in he's in the middle of a multiverse. He's like it's almost like the control room of a multi of a multiverse, isn't it? Um, yeah, but so he can't upload to him. So yeah, we come across to we come back to this control room of the multiverse where we have the Watcher fighting with uh, with Ultravision. Um, again, the, using energy blasts from the, uh, the the big old drill bit. He actually even uses the energy blasts from um, two of the stones, um, the red and green, the time and the uh, reality stone. Um, now again, you rock stars spoke about this. One of the really interesting things is that the, the the stones don't don't seem to serve their initial purpose that they do, uh, within our universe or within that universe. So obviously, time stone um can reverse time. Uh, the um reality stone can can change reality um in a, in many different ways. In between these multiverses, in between these universes, it's basically just massive energy blasts. That might be that that is just how uh, Ultravision is wanting to use them. Um, but it might also tell us a bit more about uh, 
about how the Infinity Stones um, are not depowered but have a different purpose um kind of like in in loki how we saw they were used as like paperweights and stuff um because they're not in their original universe are they do they have a different sort of purpose they have different powers and things the watcher uses some of his powers to um to fire ultravision miles away somewhere um and, and again he laments again how it shouldn't be possible but ultravision turns up behind him and says anything is possible in a multiverse um so this ultra vision is uh, learning the ways of the multiverse, how to use the multiverse to his advantage, how to how to uh, use it to traverse um, different multiverses and 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 things, um, because he just so easily moved from one multiverse through to the back of um, the back of uh, the Watcher. Metal. Uh, again, the fight continues. The Watchers is hit through one of the uh the, the shards the the sort of mirror shards and, and fired towards a a grassy kind of um earth uh grassy kind of planet basically uh, and ultron's able to almost moses part in the the trees and the and the shrubbery and and um and and is again face to face with the watcher in this like sandy now um desolate uh, kind of planet uh the watcher says he swore an oath that he cannot exert uh, his will in natural order of things he can't intervene now that's very interesting because who is it he swore his oath to um there's obviously going to be some sort of like overriding uh power that uh he not works for but is watching for well that's the way i take it anyway i don't know um it's very interesting but uh <clears throat> yeah the uh ultravision says he is the natural order of things um now that's 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 quite a um that's quite a badass line i'm the, i am the natural order like if you went up to someone said, said to them listen i am the natural order they would be scared they would be quaking in their boots um <clears throat> ultron Ultravision blasts like a purple energy thing again from his drill thing, but the Watcher creates like a sort of shield with um sort of light Rooney type uh of um design on on it, very much celestial like, which could be tying in potentially with Eternals, which is coming November the fifth. Uh, and he manages to get through the blast and and, and throws Ultron um back watcher then transforms into ultimate watcher guy with massive armor and stuff it looks awesome <laughs> it looks so cool um and uh and his line you cannot compute the power of my will again is is such a a, a deep barb um uh that again is so badass once more we have a fantastic fight between the two of them there's there's energy blasts right left center uh punches the watcher even uses like an open palm uh upwards strike into into what into ultravision's like chin and um ultravision uses a headbutt but in the watcher heads him back and literally says i'm the watcher as he as he does it um energy blasts everywhere and ultron uh ultravision flies towards the watcher catches him and, and pulls him through different multiverses so we see like a uh um a universe with like 
sandy pyramids, like a, a ice kind of planet. There's one that's like a, a lava-y kind of planet, and it looks like the um, the Star Wars planet in Return of the Jedi, Episode 3. Revenge of Sith. Revenge of Sith, sorry. Getting all mixed up there. Any of you Star Wars fans will probably be um, in the comments giving me uh, pellets for that. It's fine. Um, but basically, we see lava, and there's actually like a... Um, a castly kind of thing at the at the back right at the back that um again we just see it for a split second it looks like vader's um vader's tower from that uh again it's another icy planet and then they land on this like it kind of looks like a western um a western vista it's floating columns and we see the range of ultra vision's uh power he literally becomes like a massive universal sized uh being very much like Galactus. Uh, if you're not aware of Galactus, is he's the world, the world eater, universe eater, galaxy eater, um, who was the foe of like the Fantastic Four, um, and is rumored to be part of the MCU at some point. Now that Fox obviously been bought over by, um, by Disney, and Ultra Vision, literally, um, um, chomps the uh, the universe that they're in like a a burger, and uh, and and watchers and floating off into nothingness and lands actually into another universe on in Times Square whereas people are watching us there and taking pictures and uh, uh things we actually see at the back uh Steve Rogers is being sworn in as the um president of the United States um which is like a, a cool uh a cool little um a cool little easter egg I like there uh I mean who, who better to lead the United States than literally Captain America um <clears throat> so ultra vision talks to uh the watcher and says that you know all the all the power of the multiverse at your fingertips but you just what you spend your time here just watching um <laughs> and he also says uh we'd not be better um we'd not be doing something better than watching and to be honest it's a lot less creepy if you weren't if you weren't just watching because it's kind of creepy just him staring um the whole time uh like he did with the when when Ultron first saw him and he kind of closed the uh the shards it's almost like it's almost like he was staring through the window through the curtains and then when someone saw him he closed the curtains quickly um like some sort of creepy guy would do um Ultron Ultravision is a massive uh, hammer fist and the watcher blasts him and shards um push out everywhere changing Times Square to Wakanda and then with another punch the fist it changes to like a medieval thing punch them again it changes to scroll town uh and a few different punches and, and it change changes the world each time that he does it they end up on like a an ice planet -y thing again um and ultra vision essentially talks down the watcher says the boundaries of, boundaries of the multiverse are relevant to beings like you and me um didn't evolve by staying inside the line so the Ultravision is essentially saying there that he is now at the same level as the Watcher or even um, at a higher level, which is insane because the Watcher, as we know him, is an, an all-powerful, um, omnipresent uh, being that, 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 you know, is, um, yeah, is, is, is further above our, our comprehension than, than anything else. Um... Ultravision starts to uh, 
grab onto the watcher's head and and cracks start to appear very much similar to the way that uh captain marvel was was trying to kill or trying to end ultra vision uh, in the in the the core of xandar um just before the watcher's head actually explodes he's able to grab a fist and, and push Ultravision's hand away and then make his way into like a, a purple blasty portal um away from from Ultravision. So this then leaves um Ultravision as essentially the watcher. He says he's in the um the multiverse control room uh and he says that he can see everything from here. So he's essentially taken the, the step of uh, the seat of the the watcher. Um we do then see the watcher looking forlorn. It's um and his eyes are kind of disheveled and he's um, looking so sad um and over his shoulder we see the the silhouette of someone we've met before um there's like wings and there's tentacles and things and as it comes across to him he's got like a, a third purple eye here everything goes back in and it's strange supreme so watcher is now in the the prison that's that that Strange Supreme found himself uh, at the end of his episode um, after the Watcher didn't intervene. Um, like, I, I think I, I think I gasped here. I probably gasped here. Um, either gasped or let out a little yelp. Either or, I'm not sure. Um, but then, yeah, the Watcher tells Strange Supreme that he has no choice. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, essentially, they're... They need to team up. Um, Stephen Strange, Strange Supreme asks the Watcher, "Are you ready to break your oath?" The Watcher says, "You want me to say it?" And, and Supreme Strange says, "Yeah, I, I definitely want to hear you say it." Um, and the Watcher reluctantly he says, "You know, he actually says he can't believe he's about to say this, but he sees now um, that he needs Strange Supreme's help." And then we come out and we see also the prison, the, the, the kind of shardy prison that Strange Supreme was, was locked in um, at the end of that episode. And we are at the end of What If Episode 8. I mean, I don't know what else to say. When I said at the start that I loved this episode and it was the best one so far, it had literally everything. It had the, the grounded part of, of on Earth. It had the mental part with uh, Ultra Vision. It had the fights with... Uh, it had the, the fight off to the Watcher and, and Ultravision. It had the incredible um, uh, cinematography of like the the silo shot. Um, it, it genuinely had everything. This threw me. This um, uh, episode threw me. Now, one of the things that they did do, which I thought was very interesting, is right at the end, after the, the episode ended, it actually said, also starring Bendit Cumberbatch. Because obviously, if it said his name at the start in the opening credits, we would have known that Supreme Strange was going to be there. Um, and that's... I think they've taken my advice. I hope they've taken my advice. Because I've said before that the opening credits could uh, potentially ruin some surprises for you. But I'm so glad that they waited until after to say Bendit Cumberbatch's name. Because that would, that would have really sucked if they'd, uh, if they'd done that. But yes, what an episode. Um... I'm going to be, what I've said before is with TV shows, I'm going to rate them as like an overall. Um, and I, th I like this episode has cancelled out how I felt about last episode and more. Um, 
so I'm really I think what else can get a pretty good um a pretty good rating from me. But yes, incredible, incredible, incredible episode. I am so so hyped for the the next one, um, which is on Wednesday. The what date's that? The sixth. Wednesday the sixth. Incredible. Um, brilliant. So I have just to kind of give you an idea of going forward as well. I have now seen Shang Chi. I went to cinema for the first time in two years uh, after the pandemic, and I saw it. And um, I'm, I don't want to give too much away, but I will be doing a podcast about that. The, the, the plan is to get a podcast for that out around about the 23rd of October, so a couple of weeks after the last um, What If episode. Um, then The Eternals comes out on the 5th. Um, what I'm wanting to do as well is... Um, so with Eternals, I'm going to wait again a couple of weeks until after uh, it's out, just or maybe the week after, potentially. In between that, we're going to have another episode, though. So in between the, uh, the Shang-Chi podcast and the Eternals podcast, we're going to have an episode um, which is going to be with a special guest, and we're going to talk about their um, favourite ever... Uh, or their favourite Marvel movie, and we're going to chat about that in more detail. So look forward for that. That will probably be out round about kind of the the week after, maybe. Um, maybe 8th, 9th, 10th of November. Also have that out. And then my Eternals episode will hopefully be out towards the end of November. <clears throat> and then we'll be in Hawkeye territory. So if you're not aware, Hawkeye is starting on the 24th of November. And it's going to be weekly. Um, I don't know how many episodes it should be, but we will we will be doing discussions about them as well. Um, so yes, that is us for another podcast. An incredible, incredible podcast. I'm so hyped for it. So as I said, <clears throat> the way I see it is every single episode so far has been phase one. And this is our two-parter, which is like our Avengers. Um, obviously, it's even bigger scale because it's not just... Um, is not just kind of focused on like a grounded part of it it's kind of it well it's not kind of it is mental um so i'm really excited to see what the final episode brings and uh and if we're as far as we're aware it's going to bring um it's going to basically bring uh a team up of sorts of the uh of the the characters that we've seen so far in the, in the other ones so um yeah we will see what happens. <laughs> right, over to Twitter to see what you guys thought about the episode. So, first of all, we had um, a tweet from at Food Highway. Uh, <laughs> literally said no words. And then the gif of uh, Michael Scott in the office saying, oh my God, it's happening, it's happening. Uh, yeah, man, I, I felt the exact same way. I was just blown away by that. Um, at Mikey Cubed said, uh, I've enjoyed every episode so far. Some a lot more than others, but this was top tier Marvel great story brilliant action and something that's been missing so far in the series consequences it felt as if what happens here might affect the whole mcu loved it completely agree this is the one that it's like because of the whole multi multiversal thing absolutely like i i i was never i wasn't sure before what if came out if it would actually have actual mcu consequences um but i can see it happening now especially with the folks in the mcu with obviously with loki um with um sorry the multiverse stuff with loki with no way home with uh multiverse of madness with wandavision um and 
yeah it's i i, I genuinely i'm so excited to see what happens next uh, uh bulls celtic said uh, oh my god oh my god oh my god what an episode and i think that was basically what i said as well uh there's not much more to say to it other than if you haven't watched it you need to watch it it's it's just unbelievable absolutely unbelievable um but yes that is us for our episode then thanks so much for the the twitter comments and stuff there again obviously give us a follow on at delivery mcu if you want to get your um if you want to get your tweets shown on the podcast which we've done with these ones um and again if you want to join the kofi which uh the link for it is down here uh on the yeah down here kofi.com slash delivery for tony stank you can find all our um all our links and stuff in on twitter we've got a link tree um everything's there so feel free to uh to have a look in there uh, as i say as little as two as little as two pound a month and you'll get entered into the draw the monthly draw and the next one is the skimora the gamora looks amazing by the way uh, i don't know if you can really see it much again if you're listening you won't be able to see it at all but the armor is really really cool um i'll put it for my face so you can zoom a little focus a little bit that's a little bit you can see kind of the um the way the armor is and the the sword and stuff it's so cool um I honestly wish I hadn't started doing this because I would just keep the pots myself. <laughs> uh, but I'm giving something back to you guys. So yes, feel free to, to join up there. Um, again, congrats to Todd for winning the um, the Captain Carter one. Uh, and a shout out obviously to um, to Kev, to Snez, to Mikey and Todd as well for for joining on the, um, on the Kofi. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate your support. But guys, that is us. We'll be back next week uh, with the final episode of What If. I can't wait to see what it brings. I hope you're all excited. I very much am. But um, yes, that is us. Thank you so much for your support. And I will catch you all next week. Ah, Bye-bye.